Welcome into episode three of the Sidelines Podcast with Jay Smith and Adam Doolahan. Um, Travis is usually on this, but he's a little under the weather and on the IR this week, um, so we're going to go without him. Uh, pretty big week for Kentucky football, going down to Gainesville this week, playing the Swamp. What did you think about the uh, the game last week, Adam? Uh, I I mean, I liked it for all intended purposes. We won 37-13, to 13, so you can't be upset about the, the win. Cover the spread. Yeah, definitely cover the spread. There was a couple areas of concern, but with that also comes a lot of areas that I really liked as well. I agree. Um, I think the biggest area of concern, we'd probably all agree, was maybe the left side of the offensive line that um, I would say just didn't perform up to their standards, Coach Tubes would say. Um, but if you saw the new depth chart, David Wallaball is no longer our left tackle, and that's Kenneth Horsey, so I think that'll have a, uh, you know, I think that'll be good for us going down the swamp. Yeah, we definitely got to give Will Levis a. At least another second or two in the pocket. Let him throw the ball because our wide receivers performed great with, you know, two of them being freshmen. Exactly. That is amazing. The other one would be a transfer, Tavion Robinson. Who, yeah, played out of his mind. Yeah, he's really he's really good. Um, I do think, um, you know, having having Kenneth Horsey at left tackle with Burton, Eli Cox, Tayshawn Manning, and Jeremy Flax, like Zach Yenzer, the O-line coach, said this week, you kind of just have to – Roll with the best five you got because this this game kind of sets the table, I think, for the whole season and what you want to do going down to Gainesville. It's not a make or break, but you know if you win this game, you're in really good shape to do something special this year. No, it's a I mean it's a tough game. It's definitely I don't want to say we looked past Miami, but we kind of prepared in the Miami game like we are going to play in the Florida game for sure. Skangarello even said that we've been you know prepping the game plan for Florida for two months. Yeah, so it's clear where we are. You know. We're ahead lied going into the into the Miami game. Like you said, it's not a it's not a season ending game, but it is a big game for us. Speaking of season season ending, what about uh Ramon Jefferson? Two carries and a torn ACL. Yeah, that's extremely unfortunate. All the more reason to get Chris Rodriguez back, but I I'm feel, all on the free C Rod train. <clears throat> I think we all are. <laughs> uh I feel bad for Ramon though. I think I he too. was gonna have a very good season. I think he was gonna see a lot of the field too. I do too, and especially this week going down to the swamp without C Rod. He was gonna get the bulk of the carries and you know, this might be a team that has to spread it out and throw it around a little bit, but even if we have the lead, we're gonna have to be able to run the ball and like run some clock at some point because you're not just gonna be able to throw it around for sixty minutes down the swamp, I don't think, and win. Yeah. I wasn't overly high on Cavassier Smoke's performance last week, but I do think maybe this week we'd incorporate a few more screen passes for him just because of his speed. He's not gonna he's not gonna run over the Florida defense. He's gonna outrun you. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna hit the gaps and he's gonna go. Yeah, exactly. Scangarello also said that you know we intentionally didn't really run it very you know I guess confusing a confusing offense. We didn't show Florida much on tape, so I think a lot of that had to do with. He's keeping them guessing, so I think we, you'll see a lot more from the backs this week. And we didn't really see a whole lot from the tight ends. I know Bates caught that touchdown pass. Yeah. Cummings dropped one, but I think you'll see a lot more. You know, maybe even seven man protections because the lines, Florida's D line's going to eat us. If yeah, they're like good. They did. <laughs> they're good. Um, so I think you have to pull in a tight end or two to help him pass pass pro, if not a running back as well. So you might only see, you know. Three or maybe maybe four guys going out and around. Another reason why I wish we had Chris Rodriguez back. Exactly. He can, he can pass block very well as well. Exactly. Smoke Smoke did pretty well with that. So, so did Lavelle Wright. Um, speaking of the running backs, but Drew Tom McLean, someone else that stayed a day and a little, little iffy. 
if he's going to be able to play this weekend. Would obviously love to have him, but if it's long-term, I would – long-term in the season, I'd probably rather keep him – Keep him healthy. Healthy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's, this, this is a big game, but it's not, you know, it's not make or break. There's There's a, there, we have other big games. <laughs> exactly. We have, we have more big games down the road. Um, so, yeah, other than that, I thought the offense looked pretty good. I thought Will, you know, he missed a few passes that he usually hits. But the receivers, those guys are really good, especially the two freshmen. No, yeah, I think our transfer is great, too. Unfortunately, we're probably not going to get to see him much after this year. Yeah, exactly. But Dan Key and Barry on Brown, studs. Barry on Brown, I don't know if you saw this, he ran uh, 22 miles an hour. He was the fastest player in college football this week. Yeah, crazy. That dude was hauling. Yeah, he... Uh, He's a difference maker. I do think those guys. I am a little worried about the running game and the pass blocking. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie about that. But for the first time ever, I think we might have the advantage against Florida in skill players, which I never thought. Because in the past, like we've just, you know, whether we beat them last year, or, you know, the few years ago we beat them, or we almost beat them at home several times. It was like pound the ball, run the clock, and just hope the, you know, time expires before they get X amount of possessions. Yeah. But I feel like this year, like we might go down there and just try to outscore them because I would love to see us air it out this week I would too it's, I know I know their defense is good but I would love to see us air it out it's scary because like I said you have to be able to run the clock at some point but Matt Jones said this on KSR day which is a good point in the past if we ever got down like two scores it felt like we were down 30 because it took us days to get down the field 12 running minutes the ball. <laughs> yeah but nowadays I mean we're three three or four plays away from going to the house at any time I mean Kentucky's first drive last week I the think, clinic. I mean, it was – we were down the field within a minute. Yeah, exactly. We had like 65 yards in a minute. Exactly. And then Tavion Robinson put like three dudes on skates. It was pretty nice. Um, speaking of first drives, our defense's first drive was – Horrible. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after that, if you take away the first drive, I only gave up six points for the rest of the game. Yep. So that's pretty good. No, no other touchdowns. Exactly. And I think our defense is extremely talented. I think I do. I will give credit to their quarterback. I think their quarterback was very skilled, and I think the, their wide receivers, like we touched on last week, were very skilled. I agree. Um, I think a little little bit of us had a you know first game jitters, but I think they figured it out in the second half. And in the first play, great first possession, they got third and ten, and we just gave them a pass for eleven yards. I mean, we almost went three and out. So I mean, you can't overlook that either. But definitely, the defense tightened up a little bit. Brad White said so we started playing a little man to man instead of you know just dropping back into our zone 35 yards off the ball one thing i will say is we have to put more pressure on the quarterback because if we let richardson have that much time he's either going to find an over receiver or he's going to be 20 yards down the field running yeah i agree and the other thing is even when we got pressure our our linemen are everyone's out of their out of their gap and out of their lane like the quarterback would just have like half of the field yeah he'd do whatever he wanted i'm like guys you got to stay you got especially this week Contain. If yeah, if we don't contain this guy, he will he will run literally to Tallahassee. I think he had like 120 yards rushing last yeah. week and against Utah. Yeah, Utah's good. Yes, they I said are. that last week. Utah's pretty good. Um, I think the physicality might not be up to our level, but they. I mean, they're a good team. They are. Now they did give up like 48 points to Ohio State last year, and Florida didn't break 30 at home. But I mean, they're still a good team. I mean, they're top 10 for a reason. Yeah, I definitely think. Utah is a good team, and I think Florida's a good team. I, it still blows my mind that Florida wasn't ranked at the beginning of the season. Me too. But they, you know, they're ranked now. It'll be a good game. I think. I, I well, we can go ahead and get into this a little bit. I think that it's going to be a close game. It's going to be 
I hope it's not a shootout, but it could be a shootout. Uh, it's going to come down to who has more stops at the end of the game. Two yeah. or three stops, I think, is what it's going to take. I agree, and I think it's going to come down to it always happens with Florida, like a late pick. Somebody gets a pick, like a big turnover. Something in the fourth quarter. Yeah, some some big play in the fourth Somebody's going to have to make a play. Yeah. And then offense or defense for either team. Um, somebody will make the play. And that's what I was going to get back to a little bit is Florida easily could have lost to Utah, but they, Utah throws a pick with 15 seconds left. In triple five coverage. Yard line, in triple coverage. With timeouts left. Like, so my, my thing is, I think the, the national media is way overreacting to Florida. They could easily, just because that quarterback throws a pick there, doesn't mean that Florida's players are like, all of a sudden just way better because... He, he did have, The quarterback did have a... Richardson did have a nasty pump fake. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like Florida's team in general. Yeah. No, I agree. Like they're not better because that Utah quarterback threw it in triple coverage instead of throwing it to do wide open in the flats. Yeah. It's a bad read. So if he throws it in the flats and they score a touchdown, everybody's like, oh, well, Florida's looking to go. And so... My point is, like, football has very small room for error, and I think that's how the game's going to be Saturday. Um, but you're right. Anthony Richardson, you know, he made – that one time they had, I think, two guys blitzing from Utah. He yep. just, like, threw them both in the ground, and yep. he threw, like, a laser to the back of the end zone. Yep, wide-open guy in the back of the end zone. Yeah, I could see him doing that a time or two against us. I'm more worried about his legs than I am his arm, I'll be honest. But he, he he's he's an athletic quarterback. He's I was thinking about this. Um you know, you have J.J. Weaver on the edge. Keaton Wade played really well as a freshman. We didn't even get to that. Him and Afari played great on defense. And Deion Walker, true freshman. Yep. Great. J.J. Weaver and, and Keaton Wade at the edges have a huge task in keeping it. Because they're going to be the ones charged with keeping Anthony Richards in the pocket. Contain. But, kind of big news, Jordan Wright's expected to play, which is a fifth-year senior. He'll be playing the edge. So him and J.J. should get the start together. I know Keaton Wade's good, but it'd be nice to have him in a reserve role for Saturday. If he only has to play, you know, third and eight, you bring him in, blitz all three of those guys. Maybe we'll have one of them as a spy. Just I mean, yeah, contain, have someone to be a spy. That's what I don't think we need. I think this is going to be a game where we play a lot of kind of like, I guess the best way to put it is probably nickel and dime packages, some lighter packages where on third down you might bring in, you know, you're going to blitz four, but you might only have one down lineman and like three linebackers, you know, because you put Square and Jones out there, maybe Wade, Wright, and Weaver, and just because Richardson's going to be able, if we put four dudes out there at 350 pounds, he's just going to run right past them for a first time. Oh, 100%. So I think it might be a game to where if we can get them in third and long, she's going to see some lighter packages, and maybe Alex Safari, Drew Phillips, you know, playing the nickel. Yep. Um, that because we're going to have to be able to contain the run, but I think Square and Jones, they put on a clinic at linebacker. Oh, they played very well, and then I just I know I know Richardson's quick, but Jones is really fast. And Square is not as fast as Jones, but he's just I mean, he's been here for six years. He's a good he's a good linebacker. Their, their defensive IQ also is like, crazy. He know I think they know what Richardson's gonna do before he even mm-hmm. does it. I seen him I saw them shoot gaps last week that I, I didn't did think too. was there. So I did too. I watched I watched one of the replays and they ran like an outside zone. Jacquez Jones ran through the hole before the running back got there, took out two linemen, and then Square was literally right behind him and tackled the guy yep. in the backfield. I was very, like, that's a very how do you all know game. exactly where the ball is going? It helps if they've played together a few years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's huge. And then Florida got a uh, a transfer at wide receiver, um, some white guy. I can't remember where he's from exactly, but he's a, he's a good slot receiver for them. I just think that – you know, our secondary is going to have to step up pretty big. You have Drew Phillips and Afari playing the nickel. Um, 
Valentine and Keydron Smith play pretty well at corner. I think we're going to have to press up a little bit, though, because we saw last week um, when we were laying back in that zone in that first possession, Miami's just dinking and dunking five, six, seven yards, time after time after time. And I think um, <clears throat> the Arizona State transfer, Ricky Pearls, Purcell, wow, Purcell, Purcell, um, is really good for Florida. Um, you know, just having that guy in the slot, he's kind of like their Tavian Robinson, you know, a guy yeah. they can go to. So I think it's going to be a huge matchup putting Jones or the true freshman Afari on him. Because outside of that, I know they have Justin Shorter, but their the rest of the receiving core is not that talented. And I think we need to be aggressive with our corners because Keydron Smith from Ole Miss played great. Like, he almost had that scoop and score on that fumble. Yep. Um, I would like to see our cornerbacks be a little more aggressive in man-to-man. That's what I mean. We did that after the first drive. You saw it happen. And we did. Well, yeah. the first drive, we, we just were just up, back up. up here, back. throw the short passes. Yeah. And it ate, Third and it ten, ate back up. 15 yards off. Ate us up. I can't stand it. So, we, yeah, we just need to put some pressure on the wide receivers, make Richardson beat us, and then contain him, basically. I agree. I think that's the key to success. And and I even, that's what I was kind of hinting at. If, if we can control the defensive line on early downs and put them in third and longs, then we can go lighter on, on third down, which is just going to open up you know, it's going to keep Richardson from running, first of all, but it's going to put more, you know, more more of the secondary on the field, and that's going to help us with, against the pass. Because we get, if they get in third and shorts, we're going to have to go power power packages, you know, play our 3-4 base defense. I just don't see, if we have Oxendine, Justin Rogers, and Deion Walker, I mean, Ripka, whoever, whoever the third one is, that's just, Richardson's going to run around those guys. He just is. He is. Like, and then if he if it's just one on one with him or Weaver or right like he's gonna win a lot of one on ones you have to almost corral him yeah I agree um, he kind of reminds me of I'm not comparing him to this guy but like Cam Newton ish he's not Cam Newton not not saying that but like you have to have like a two or three guys there for it's not just you know with Felipe Franks you you count him for the running back with one guy Emory Jones same way this is a little you have to kind of account for him with one or a guy and a half I guess you would say yeah no I agree. Even if it's just someone blowing through the line mm-hmm. or just forcing him one way exactly. into a linebacker. Exactly. And then if you're forcing him, you know, and then both of them kind of force him back to the middle. And they're both – basically, if you don't let him outside, you just force him towards the, towards the, you know, the middle of the line. Yeah, I definitely think that the telltale of who's going to win the game is going to be when Florida's on offense and we're on defense. Yeah, I agree. I so, have faith in our offense. So, I guess we'll go – we'll each do a key to the game – I'll go first, and you can go. Okay. I think offensively, uh, and then a score prediction will do that last. I think offensively, our key, I know this is kind of easy one to easy one to use, but we have to be able to run the ball. I'm confident Will Levis. Our receivers l- last week showed that they're, you know, they're elite. Um, I think I feel pretty good about our, our backup receivers, too, DeMarcus Harris, Chris Lewis, Chauncey Magwood had a touchdown. You know, I feel pretty good about those guys. But if we can't run the ball, then they're just going to sit back in the zone or just you know blitz three guys. If they have eight guys in coverage with that speed, we're, we're done for. Yeah. Um, so I think offensively, my key would be being able to run the ball. If you can't run the ball, and you're going to have to, like I said, melt the clock some too. Defensively, I think the key is early down defense. Get them in third and long. If they get in third and shorts and Napier has the whole playbook, First of all, they were two for two on fourth down last week, so they're they're not afraid to go for it on fourth down. And you have to get them in third and longs where they're just one dimensional and in the pass because yep. if if you give them multiple options with Richardson as a running back, you know the Q running game. I think that that's going to be a long night for us. Yeah, no, my uh, I completely agree with that. 
my offensive key to the game kind of ties into your running, but our offensive line has got to play yes. better than it did last week. That goes for the offensive game or the running game and the passing game. It does not matter. We will not win if we do not slightly control the offensive line. Miami's running through us like so hot butter. I yeah. mean, it was if we can't block them, we are gonna we're in some trouble this weekend. Exactly. And then my defense to play or my defensive importance or key to the game would be the defensive line because we have to contain Richardson. Yeah. If we don't contain him, he will run all over us. He will pass all over us. Our defense, I think, will eventually crumble. He'll find holes. Mm-hmm. I, I just, think we need to just be physical with him too. Last year, we just like overpowered. Like we need to do yeah. that to them again. So I'm we got away from that. Last I'm just going to go offensive line, defensive line. That's where we're going to win this game. Yeah, I agree. And then I think what it's going to come down to as well is, you know, Ruffalo had a good 50 yarder last week, which kind of with showed. 10 yards yeah. extra. So he, I mean, they said he's expanded is the you know his it's range, impressive. but that was that was pretty pretty impressive. We're going to have to be able to make a kick or two. It's going to like. You're going to have to, obviously, the whole, you know, turn the ball. You can't turn the ball over a lot. You have to be efficient in the red zone, all that type of stuff. But this is just a game where you can't you can't leave points on the field. Richardson's good enough to get them back in a hurry. And we their did. defense is, you know, their defense has the capability to take the ball away, too. So We definitely had a, we definitely left a few points on the field last week. I mean, fourth and goal, you go for it and don't get it. That's a touchdown you left on the field. Will threw that pick. You have to go kick a field goal at the end of the half because time ran out. So, I mean... It could easily have been twenty one ten at the half. It was thirteen ten, and then I mean the end score could have easily been fifty to yeah ten if yeah. we really wanted. And so if to that's be. the case, since thirty five ten with fourteen minutes left in the second, third quarter, because we scored those two quick touchdowns, and then you know everybody has completely different outlook on how we feel about this week. Yeah, we would definitely be a little higher than we are right yeah, now. Exactly. What's your score prediction? A little higher on the preview of the game. Yes. I'm just kidding. Uh, my score prediction, I'll go Kentucky 20, let's see here, 23-20. Okay. I'm going to go... Because I think we're going to get in the red zone some and have to serve, serve field goals. No, I agree with that. I'm going to go Kentucky 27, Florida 20. So 27-20? 27-20. And we're what, a five-point dog, four and a half? Five and a half. Five and a half. We'll five get to that in a minute. But yeah, so I say twenty three twenty. You got twenty seven. I think both of those are pretty. I mean, but I could also just as well see us losing a close game. I mean, I'm not. I'm not putting that out of the picture. No, I really just hope it's a close game in general. I do too. This is just such a big spotlight for Will Levis because, I mean, he's he's you know, I think third projected quarterback off the board yeah. in the draft. He's kind of sniffing around at the Heisman buzz. But if he did, if he goes down there and has a huge game and plays well on ESPN, like that's the biggest game of the week. Alabama at Texas is going to be open in the first 10 minutes. The biggest game of the week is Kentucky-Florida ESPN 7 Swamp. If he has a good game this week and shows everyone, that, then we go win our next two games. We're going to Ole Miss, and he's like kind of the person everybody's talking about. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. And I mean, like he's already in a spotlight, but it's going to put him in a way bigger spotlight, and it's going to bring a lot of respect to Kentucky that I agree. we somehow never get from mm-hmm. people. Yep. I mean, but, Florida won one game, and you went from unranked to 12th. Yeah. I mean, what is that? They're 12th? Yeah, they're 12th in the AP poll. That's insane. Yeah, it's and that's it's, it's the whole respect thing. Drew Franklin did mention on KSR that, uh, kind of tying in the Will Levis hype train, that there's already multiple quarterbacks kind of reaching out to Kentucky for next year, like big-name quarterbacks, too. So, 
with Barry on Brown, Dane Key, we'll probably get another Tavion Robinson. Well, we have those, we, yeah, we have those guys for two years. Yeah, that's what I mean. Get studs. another transfer in. You have a, a college, you know, or sorry, an NFL coordinator calling your plays. You're playing a pro style offense. What's well, not the like? Yeah, so there's people lining up. Some point being, this Saturday could be kind of like a just kind of like a launch pad for that whole thing. Because if if this launches well into the Heisman conversation, then we're having this huge conversation in the year. Um, it's just going to make that job that much more attractive i think will is legit i think will's great i i still think he goes in the first round somewhere i think he is that good of a quarterback i do too and it's not just because he plays here like he makes throws like one of those throws he made to dane key last week i think it was a play action and then like he just popped his eyes right up like sidearmed it he had because there's defense touchdown throw was a needle yes but he just like he puts balls in windows like it looks easy when he does it, but like when you kind of slow it down. Not to mention like, he's also six five and athletic. Yeah, and he needs to stop jumping over people. Okay, <laughs> he can't get hurt. Yeah, he's a freak. He was what first down from the five yard line against Miami of Ohio, and he's trying to hurdle two linebackers. I'm like, just stay on your feet, just slide. You can't get hurt. I would rather you take a uh, take a hit than you try to do cartwheels over yes, people. Yes, yes, or just run out, like just don't get hurt, please, because we we definitely need you. We definitely need you. <laughs> But all in all, last week I think it's a lot better than we thought it was. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens this week. Swamp's a tough place to play. so It is. It'll be a good game regardless. You have any, uh, you have any picks for the gambling portion of this? Reminder, if well, you're going to gamble, go out of the state of Kentucky. It's illegal here. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, let, well, let's take a first look at Kentucky-Florida. I know we already gave our score predictions. So... We both took Kentucky. Obviously, Florida is favored by six. It moved again. It did. Jeez. So Florida. How are they getting more money? People are just figuring out Chris Rodriguez is out. Like, do they not? That has to be what it is. But Florida is favored by six. We obviously both took Kentucky in that. This is what I don't get. They're six point favorite on ESPN. We have a forty six percent chance to win. I did see that too. Like mathematically, that does not. That should be like a one point (laughs) difference. Yes. If it's 46%, then the spread should be like one. Or if it's five-point spread, it should be – or six, it should be like a 35% chance of winning. Yeah. So some that's where sometimes you you have to wonder if like there's big money in Vegas because, you know, somebody – one person can throw a lot of money down on Florida and it changes and it the line completely. completely changes the line, yep. Um, You're right. Or I think just national knowledge of – this is what I said last week, and I find – I think it's one of the truest things. The easiest – Matt Jones taught me this, and it's true. The easiest way to make money is week two gambling in college football. Because you have week one, everyone overreacts. Everyone's overreacting to the fact that Florida won. And like I said earlier, the quarterback throws it to the flats with 10 seconds left. Utah wins. So that one play Florida makes... Florida stays unranked. Florida stays unranked, and the people are saying, oh, if they lose this game, they're going 0-2. So huge overreaction on Florida's part. Um, and then for us, you know, we didn't play great the entire time. But Stoops' teams have always been a little sluggish in game one. 2018, we almost, you know, Central Michigan was beating us, I think, halfway through the second quarter, and we barely beat them by like 10 or something like that. And went to Florida and won the next week. Um, huge overreaction, in my opinion. Obviously, the Kentucky fan might be slightly biased. But <laughs> I think it's easy. This is one of the, you know, examples of a huge overreaction to week one for me. Yeah, I agree. So we both took Kentucky in that one. 
Six is way too high. I could see. I think the spread should be like two for four. I, I was gonna say two or three. Two and a half would be a good spread. I see. Feel, I think it's a field goal. It's game all, It's way. always a score game. Yeah. Yep. The, when it's a score, that's when it's hard. When it's three or seven, that's when it's hardest for me. Yep. Two and a half, I think, would be perfect because I could see it come down to a field goal either way. I say three or seven, but we all saw LSU last week. Oh gosh. What was <laughs> I guess spread? technically that was this week. 24-23. Oh, yeah. Blocked extra point. Blocked extra point. Ugh. That guy missed two extra points, didn't he? I have no he idea. He got two blocked. Another one might have been a field goal. Clawed all the way back. Oof. Ugh. Tough loss. In Florida State throwing a pitch at the one-yard line. Yeah, I don't know what that... Bad call there, too. Hand the ball off. Just take a knee. Or knee the ball, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, I got a barn burner here. Uh-oh. Michigan-Hawaii. Oh, the fighting rainbows. Um, the line is 51 well, considering Vanderbilt beat them like sixty to ten, I'm probably gonna wow. This, I don't. So Michigan's a fifty-one point favorite. Yep. I'm gonna take Michigan. I'm also gonna take Michigan because Hawaii is arguably the worst college football team ever. Yes, they they Kentucky in 2011 versus Hawaii would have been a barn burner. They actually just reached out to me for scholarships. So. Yeah. I would go there. I mean, have you been? You've been. Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii. It's beautiful. The place is awesome. Their campus is actually super nice. How do they not get more recruits? Like, who goes on a visit to Hawaii and is like, ugh, I don't want to be here. Like, well, I'm sure they want to be there, but they realize that they're not there for athletics. <laughs> yeah, no, they just have a bunch of, like, homegrown people out there. But, yeah, I'm taking Michigan. Um, the only thing that worries me about 51 is, like, I could see Michigan being up, like, 56 nothing and a half and just, like, playing no one in the second half. I could also see that. I so, still – but you still – I. Anybody logically is going to take Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I would take – I'm not going to bet that. But Hawaii hasn't scored hardly anything this year. I agree. Uh, who did they play last week? Do you have Hawaii's score from last week? Uh, I can pull it up real quick. Because Vandy played like Elon or someone in one. So Vandy's not as bad as we thought. Hawaii they were. lost 49-17 to against Western Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And lost 63-10 to against Vandy. Oh, my. Uh, Western had trouble with Austin P, and then Hawaii got beat by thirty five by them, thirty two, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Michigan's gonna beat them. Like, I'm gonna say the final score of seventy seven to three. You think they can kick a field goal? Uh, Michigan just let them towards <laughs> the end. So you have one. Yeah, I'm taking Michigan there too. Good call. Um, Baylor BYU at BYU. BYU is favored by three. What's the rankings of these two teams? Baylor's 9 and BYU's 21. Hmm. See, I know nothing about either one of these teams. I don't either. But awesome, though. They're playing at BYU. Yep. BYU won its first game against Albany, 69-10. to Ooh, Albany powerhouse. BYU won its first game against South Florida, 50-21. Baylor. Baylor. I'm sorry. Baylor beat the first guy. Albany. Albany. BYU beat South Florida. 50 to 21. Okay, I'm probably going to take BYU just because if you're playing, what time is the game, first of all? 10 15. Yeah. They're going to be playing on the West Coast, mountain time, whatever. The bodies are going to take them into just also the altitude in like Utah and stuff. Um, it's a tough place to play out there. BYU always, like, it's kind of like a weird place to play. They're always a sneaky team. Yeah, I just, I'm t- I take, what's the spread on that? Three. Three. It's a tough spread. That's one of those spreads. It's, if it's a one score, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I'll still take BYU at home. I am going to go Baylor on this one. Just because 
again, I don't really know much about either team, but <clears throat> Baylor dominating a team the week before, giving up 10 points. I know BYU's got to be a better team, but I got to yeah. go with Baylor. Yeah, I don't know the, nothing about either one of these teams either. Um, but I could see, and I just think it's hard to play out there. 10 15, like, it you is. Know, I agree. Playing with a that. game into like the wee hours in the morning, Eastern time. Yep. I agree. That's why I'm taking BYU and the points. Uh, what about Tennessee Pitt? At Pitt, Tennessee is favorite yeah, Tennessee, six and a half. Tennessee is six point, half point favorite, and Pitt's ranked 17. And Tennessee is 24. Tennessee's ranked now? 24th. Because they beat the worst team in the MAC? Yep. Now they're ranked? Yeah. Makes sense, right? <sighs> and we beat the best team in the MAC. And move up one spot. And move up one spot. Okay. Makes Logic. sense. Makes, makes a lot of sense. I'm telling um, you, Kentucky does not get love. No. Uh, yeah, I definitely take uh, Pittsburgh with the points here. If you give me a home team six and a half points, you dip. Yes. I completely agree with Never that. Never give the home team a touchdown unless it's like Alabama versus like Utah State. Like I think week. Tennessee is good, um, but I'm with you on that. You don't give the away team six and a half points. Yeah, I That agree. just, to me, makes no sense. I would take Pittsburgh easy there. What's the over-under on that game? Uh, I can figure that out real quick. Because I know last year, obviously, Tennessee put up tons of points on us. And Pittsburgh won in Knoxville last year against Tennessee. Tennessee's not just, like, all of a sudden better. I know they had Kenny Pickett last year. You ready for the over-under? What is it? Oh, I'm on I'm on the half. I was about to say. Woo! If, that was, if it was 33, I was about to bet the over on that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, Tennessee up 33 themselves. Um, let's see here. 66 and a half. That's a lot. Uh, so what are they saying? Thirty-three, thirty-three. Oh man, I would probably go the under on that. I'd go over. Tennessee doesn't play any defense either. I got. I would go under on that. They're like the modern day how mummy. Just like let them score, and we'll just throw four verticals every time. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, one game that you cannot bet this weekend is the Georgia Samford game. Oh, man, Georgia-Samford. Georgia will call their score on that game. Whatever they want to do, they will do. Yeah. Um, it will not be a game. It'll be like, Kirby's pretty nice. It'll be like 56-0 or something like that. I know there's not a spread. They could put up 100 if they wanted to. Yeah, they're just not going to. No, they won't. Um, let's see here. Uh, SEC matchup, South Carolina-Arkansas. At Arkansas, Arkansas is favored by 8. Arkansas favored by eight. Yeah, oh, that's they're pretty... at home. I'd take Arkansas with the points there. I think Arkansas is like pretty good. KJ Jefferson's a beast. I also think Arkansas is pretty good. Um, I think South Carolina is way overrated. They had triple Georgia State last week. Also, I cannot stand Spencer Rattler. Me neither. And he had the worst QBR in the SEC last week. So what was it? I had worse than Will Levis is a forty-six. So Ugh. for that reason alone, just against I... Georgia State. Just because I'm not a fan of Spencer Rattler, I'm going Arkansas on the points. Yeah. Um, KJ Jefferson's good. South Carolina's defense is not good. And Arkansas is like a weird, tough place to play in the SEC. They're kind of ex- it's kind of like Kentucky right now. Everybody's excited down there. You know, they're good. Not always good. Um, I think that's pretty easy. That's going to be my uh, lock of the week. Okay. Actually, no. No, it's not. I'll, I'll take my lock here in a minute. Lock never changes. I was going to say, I think our locks would be the same every week, except for mine last week. Don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, Adam's lock of the week last week was Louisville to cover the spread, even though they got beat 31-7. to All right, there's some logic behind it. I'm not going to go into it, but there was logic. 
It wasn't just a blind draw. Flawed logic. Flawed, apparently. Um, I'm gonna Speaking g- of Louisville, what's, what's their Central Florida line? Uh, let me find it real quick. Because they played Syracuse last week in the Dome, in the Carrier Dome, lost 31-7 to to a team that they beat the year before, 40-3. to uh, UCF is favored by five and a half. Hammer the UCF line. I might lock, Hammer that. I might lock that one in with the that, way that Louisville played last yes, week. Yes, yes. They Adam, Fade Adams week one pick. That is my second biggest lock of the week sponsored by Nike. Um, <laughs> second biggest lock of the week. Um, Louisville will get destroyed. Actually, I'm going to make this next one my lock of the week. What's that? Wake Forest at Vanderbilt. Oh, man. Wake Forest is actually kind of good. Wake Forest is ranked 23rd. Yeah. And they're only favored by 12 and a half. I will... They're favored by 12 and a half? That's like the projected attendance. Uh, I think it's the same. Okay. It's actually 12 and a half fans. Yes. Someone's going to bring a child in. That yes. counts as the half. half. Pregnant ladies. Half. <laughs> uh, I am 1,000% locking in this week that Wake Forest beats Vanderbilt by over 12 and a half points. Oh, man. Yeah, that's way too low. Mandy's getting some love for beating Hawaii and Elon. Wake Forest will will beat them by at least 20. 12 and a half is way too low. Is it's it at Mandy? It doesn't matter. It, it is at Vandy. It's well, at their high school field. Yeah. I mean, college, college field. field. Um, yeah, there won't be anyone there. That's not my lock, but that's pretty good. I think we both agree with Wake Forest. That's my, I'll do that as my lock this week. Okay, sponsored by? Um, Gatorade. Okay, sweet. Um, going back to Utah losing, they play at home this week against Southern Utah. Ooh. They don't even have a line. That's not good. (laughs) So, this should be a very good rebound game for Utah. Yeah, they should, they should, um, bounce back pretty, pretty strong from that. No line on that one. Defeat the Swamp. Um, let's see here. We got two more I'd like to hit on. We got Bama over Texas. This one is also, way too low in my opinion. This will be another lock for me. Bama is at Texas, and Bama is only favored by 20 points. Yep. What's the first half spread? 11 and a half. That told you last week. The easiest money in sports is Bama first half spread. They will yes, they'll they be will up win by, tw- by more than 20. They'll be over, the- up by over 20 at halftime. Yes. 11 and a half is a joke. You can make so much money betting the Bama first half spread. The only reason that it's... 20 points is because it's at Texas. That is the I don't even think that only matters. reason. I don't think it matters either. Um, that's my lock of the week. Again, the Bama first half against Texas. 11 and a half. They should double that if they want actual, you know, I would. I would go money. for the. I would honestly go for the double lock and do the half and the full game. Yes. Um, I'll probably bet both of those. Bama, Bama will call the shot against Texas. Nick Saban wants to show that, you know, last year with Georgia was a little bit of a fluke. He's trying to Re, you know, reassert his dominance. They'll smoke Texas. He's foot on the pedal whole season. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then the last game that, you know, I don't think will be a game is Ohio State, Arkansas State. Whew. OSU is favored by 44 and a half. Oh, OSU. I think they'll cover that. That's in Columbus, right? At, at OSU, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd take Ohio State. But that's another one of those where it's like so high that you might not want to touch it. It's another like in-game bet you can do. You know, yeah, you see. I I would agree with that. I like obviously Ohio State's going to win. I mean, that's not a question. But it's a matter of how much they win by. Yep. And I forty-four and a half is a lot. I don't see Ohio as one of those teams that 
can just go out there and score as many points as they want yet. I do think they're good. But I would – if I were going to bet it, I would probably take the 44-and-a-half with Ohio. But I would probably stay away from it. Yep. Um, yeah, I wouldn't touch that either. I did see Bronny James on a visit there last week. He got, a, he got an offer. From the Ohio State's basketball team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty dope. Um, so that's the last one we have? Yeah, that's the last one I got. All right. Well, I guess that does it. I guess we uh, both have the cats. I have them by three. You have them by six. Six. six yeah. Seven. I thought I said 27-20. Maybe I did. Maybe it was seven. Something like you that. You can listen to it again. Um, so we both have the cats. And then if you want to make money, take our gambling picks. Alabama lock the week. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully with Travis when he comes off the IR and out of his um, out of his sickness. And um, find you again next week for the preview of the Youngstown State game. It's going to be a big one. See you.